is the Lord. We entered a series called Impossible. And it's at times in our lives where we feel like things look impossible, they indeed are possible with God. We know this from the Scriptures. And we believe that. I want to go back this morning and pick up where Tyler was last week speaking to uh, us being a people who have faith and expectancy in what God has spoken. What has God said? Not only from the Scriptures, but what ha- kind of utterances has God given to us as His people? Because if God has spoken, we must be a people who give serious contemplation, serious expectancy and obedience to what He has said. That's where I am today in a fresh way. And so I believe that God has, Lindsay, given a fresh word for us. It's way out of the ordinary for me. I was in a whole other vein yesterday and I came into a prayer room this morning and the Lord has a way of doing what He wants. I'm going to go back a bit, so please, I know some of you heard this, a little bit of this before. I'm going to be brief, but I I speak it because um, it's maybe one of those where the Lord's like, Son, (laughs) I'm talking to you, right? And of course, if, if the Lord is speaking to leadership, He's speaking to the body. So I believe that, okay? Um... I, I was brought here to work with teenagers for, three, for one month in August 2017. David Grinnell asked me just to fill in until they could find a youth pastor. Well, one month turned into 18 months, and we brought Tyler Thompson on. And David Grinnell was like, but brother, I want you to stay. Well, in that first three to four months of me being here, which was in the fall of 2017, four years ago. God gave to me, and I look, I'm not, this is none of this. Before the Lord, it's just a, it's just a humble thing, but I think it needs to be spoken out. Okay. God gave me four words in the span of three months. Three of the words have come to pass. And so I'm waiting for the fourth word. And that's what I want to speak to this morning. And I want us as an assembly to gather around the Word of the Lord because I believe if God has spoken and others have confirmed that Word, He's going to bring it to pass. The first word, I kept prophesying to David Grinnell, pastor. I said, brother, I'll pray and i just start, i just speak it. I said, God is bringing order to this house. Now, when you look around... You don't see a lot of people right now. That does not concern me. What concerns me is we have the order of the Lord. He says, I'm going to establish elders in this body. And I believe that that has happened. In other words, 2021 was a year of infrastructure. Now, 
some of us may not completely agree with how everything went down, but listen, before the Lord, we gave one commitment, and it was that we will seek the Lord. And if we've not done everything perfectly, look, bring it under the blood. But we try to seek the Lord and hear His voice and do what He says. There was the establishment of elders, deacons. There was the establishment of vision. Love God, restore people. There was the establishment of a website. The clarification of the name to People's Church. We're still People's Memorial Christian Church before the government, etc. Oh, so many pieces. God's story this past month. Sound doctrine. We believe God put so much like foundation and infrastructure in place, order, so that we can build upon that going into 2022. Now, what does 2022 look like? None of us know for sure because we know many times hindsight is 2020. But I do know this too. Obedience to God is 2020. Because what He says will come to pass, right? Okay. The first word was, I'm bringing order to this house. We kept talking about this as, as leaders, David Grinnell and Tyler and I and others. And I'm bringing order, I'm bringing order, I'm bringing order. And again, I believe some sense of order has been established here. Number two. When I spoke this to David Grinnell, he, he looked troubled. But I said, brother, a storm is coming. Had no idea what that meant. We thought the storm was like in 2018, 2019, but that was not. The storm, as we know, came on the back end of a storm in 2005, 2015, 2020. This church has been through three different splits, three different divisions, and it's not been easy for you who have like uh, worked through the storms that have come to this body. The storms, though, revealed some things that needed to be removed. Now, look, don't take that anywhere other than I just believe that. God allowed a storm to come and certain things began to shift and shake and it's good. Storms many times cause devastation. Storms come and people get hurt. Divisions come. Schisms come. And yet, here we still are together, and God is with us. He's among us. He's helping us. The numbers, as you know, are nowhere where they used to be, but I believe there's a remnant that has come out of the rubble, and God is still in control. Thank you, by the way, for continuing to give and be generous and continue to come. We've not done everything perfectly. We know that. There's still a little bit of worship, uh, uh, wars in our worship time. You know, it, it, there's just different people, there are different preferences. We're, we're working on those things. And thank you for being patient with us. I feel like weeping for some reason. <laughs> Jesus. I'm not at liberty to share the third word. Storm's coming. Excuse me. Order's coming to this house. A storm is coming. And that storm came. And as you know, probably a hundred, who knows how many people left the church. But here we are. A remnant in the midst 
of the rubble. <laughs> Here we are. The third word, uh, I, I'm not going to speak it out because I feel like it was a little more private, but it came to pass. That's all I know to say, and some of the leaders know that. But fourth word was in 12, 17, 17. December 17, 2017, four years ago. Tina and I were sitting back there about where Brother Jimmy is, back in that area. We're in the back side of the church. It was Christmas cantata. And there was a full choir. And Gary Williams preached that night. It's about 6.30. We'd been in songs for about 30 minutes. And all I know is I had the peace and the rest of God upon me. Tina and I were sitting back there, and I was just looking over the congregation. And I just had like the Spirit. Of, all I could say is the Spirit of the Lord was resting on me. Some of you know what that feels like. That's just the Spirit of God. Now, we know His indwelling presence. But I'm talking about the Spirit of God came upon me. It was just resting upon me. And when I looked out from there across the congregation, this Word came to my spirit. Like I know God has spoken over 25 years. And the Word was, My place ointment. So I've been four years holding that word. The other three have come to pass. And if God said, this is my place, and I'm going to anoint it for my purposes. Ointment. Now, when you think about ointment in the Old Testament, ointment was for the holy place, and it was for the people, for the, for the leadership. It was for the priesthood. The ointment. When you get to the New Testament, the ointment was ointment being used for healing purposes. It, ointment was used to anoint prophets, priests, kings, and then it was used, of course, ointment was used to anoint the sick where the Spirit of the Lord will come upon people and bring healing and miracles. But that many of you know that ointment had to go through a process to become ointment before it was applied to the holy place or to the leadership or for the purposes of healing or miracles. Ointment, to get spices, and there were about three or four different spices. You can take this back to Exodus 29, Exodus 30, there and that about, around there. Ointment, there were various weeds, seeds, uh, leaves that had to be crushed. Okay? And then the olives had to be crushed to produce the oil and the spices that went in to the ointment, and then God would anoint that, that ointment for His purposes, His noble, holy purposes. And so I'm sitting there, my place ointment. I'm like, Lord, what does that mean? Again, I've been avidly researching the Bible and many other places to say, God, what do you mean that you say, this is my place ointment? And again, you've got to remember, I'm just three, four months into the church at that point. I feel like I'm just coming in. I'm going to hang out for a little bit. Uh, I'm going to help with the youth. They're going to get a youth pastor next year. And i got other things that God's called me to. And as you know, the storm came. And it, it just so much like happened Rubble, I mean, just trouble, right? And the, the dust started to settle, and man, here, here we are, you know, just kind of like, okay, Lord. 
So, I, I, I see that in the midst of the rubble and the remnant that has remained, some of us, as we know, have been crushed and bruised and, and, and maybe some have been hurt. And maybe a lot of this is behind us, <laughs> I hope. But I wonder now if God would take a people like us and He would anoint us for His purposes so that when He begins to bring people to this congregation and begin to fill these pews again, it will be His place ointment where He's anointed for His purposes. Guys, you you got to know this by now. You're going to get the authority of the Word here. You're going to get the preaching of the Gospel from this pulpit regularly. You know that. But at the same time, let's not miss this. That we don't want just the authority of the Scriptures to bring Word. We want the anointing of the Spirit to bring power. We want both. Mark Stewart and I, Y'all know Mark, my dear brother. We stepped out in 2002 from Brookwood over on West Davis Street to plant Life Fellowship Church. Some of you were there at that time. A few of you. Mark came from a full gospel background. Signs, wonders, miracles, healings, all this. I came from a word, deep word background. And God put us together. Some of you have heard me tell the story. He's a black man. I'm a white man. They called us salt and pepper. <laughs> right? And so, but Mark brought power to our relationship. I brought word to our relationship. We started putting these things together. And after 10 years in 2002, we planted a church, a word and power, black, white, Hispanic. We wanted to bring it together. Cultures and uh, word and power. We want to see these things come together. The truth and the spirit. And so that DNA has been sitting in me for years, all the way back to the early 90s. That DNA has been in me. And so I'm sitting back here in my place, ointment. I'm like, here, Lord? You're going to do that here? Yes. And that's why one of the reasons I can't go anywhere. Because <laughs> I know this is a word God put in me, but I know it's a word for the body. And I want to see what God has spoken come to pass. Amen. I might sound like I'm all over the place this morning, and that's good. I hope, I reckon. But it is kind of just where I am. Let's go to Mark 1. Mark chapter 1. I'm just going to highlight a couple passages uh, to say from the Scriptures what I just said. Okay. Father's Day 2005. I want to say this to you. Sometimes you hear me reminisce about stories. Yeah, I heard that one before. I want you to remember this. Spiritual markers from God. When He spoke, when He worked, when He moved, and you were there, those spiritual markers ought to mark us in such a way that we tell those stories over and over. 
Have y'all heard the Exodus story before? Yeah, because they told the Exodus story year after year for thousands of years. The Jews reminded themselves of the faithfulness of God to bring them out of bondage. Always tell your story. Debbie, you tell your story. How God came. What God did. How He moved. How He healed. How He brought miracle. How He spoke. How He delivered your father. How He brought salvation to your household. Tell the stories of what God has done. For He is the faithful God. Father's Day 2005. It was June the 19th. We were down beside Dockside Dolls. Any of y'all remember that? Dockside Dolls was a hoochie-coochie club, whatever you want to call it, right? Women dancing with poles. Let's be real. And we planted a church right across the parking lot. <laughs> that was a bold move, man. I'm telling you, my God. We show up on, we show up on Sunday night, and they were showing up on Sunday night. And it's like oil and water, and these two shall not mix, right? And you know what? We did not ever put up the first picket sign. We never did anything. You know what we did? We prayed, and we prayed, and we prayed. And three years, God shut down Dockside Dolls. And we didn't have to do anything. God brought in the sheriff, and he brought in uh, private investigators, and they worked through that deal, and they shut them down. Actually, I was sitting in court with the leader of Dockside that has multiple places all up and down the East Coast, I was there in court when they delivered the message that you're shut down in Alamance County. <clears throat> anyway, that's a good thing, right? Because righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a disgrace to any people. Proverbs 14, verse 34. Where am I going? Thank you, team. Father's Day 2005, I was... It's my wife right there, man. Father's Day 2005, June the 19th, I was preaching at Life Fellowship in that commercial building. And we had been down there uh, a little over two years or so. And I remember that the preaching of the Word was going out, but it was bouncing back. And it was going out, and it was bouncing back. It's almost, it's almost like the Lord's like, I got you cornered, son. The Word of the Lord was going nowhere. I felt like I was just in this little room, this little circular room. And I was a frustrated preacher. I shut down the service within 20 minutes. And I remember we went home. And I went walking behind my house about two in the afternoon. And I was praying in every language that I knew. That's two. And I was crying out to God, oh God, snotting and tearing up. And I remember on that old tobacco road, I had a stick and I drew a line. And I said, that's it. Because the Lord, and the Lord spoke this to me. He said, son, if you want to duplicate me in power, of what you're looking, you must duplicate me in intimacy. I said, oh, Lord. Jesus is like, I, if you want to move in my power, you move in the place from which I move from, which is intimacy with the Father. 
So look at this with me real quick. Mark 1. Again, some of you have heard this. But let me just, let me just reminisce for a moment. Mark 1, they went, verse 21, they went to Capernaum. Immediately on the Sabbath, he entered the synagogue to teach. They were amazed at his teaching. Because he was teaching as one who had authority. Verse 22, right? But not only that, Jesus was rebuking a man who had a demon up in the synagogue. How long had he walked in and out of that synagogue with that demon? But this day, that demon was checked because one with authority was in their midst, right? And he commanded the Spirit, and they were like, oh my God, this one not only has authority, but he's anointed by God. Whoa, what's going on? And that night, beginning in verse 29, they came out of the synagogue, and they came to Simon's mother-in-law's house. She was sick with a fever. He raised her up, and they began to bring, verse 32, until... Evening, the sun had set, and they were bringing him all who were ill, demon-possessed. Verse 33, the whole city gathered at the door. What? (laughs) And he healed many who were ill, various diseases, cast out many demons, and they were not permitted the demons speak because they knew who he was. That is a day in the life and ministry of Jesus. Authority in the Word and anointing of power in the Spirit. This was his life. But I want you to see this. I don't know how he slept that night. Because he was probably thinking about all that the father did. (laughs) Maybe he slept like a baby. Because the will of the Lord was manifest in Capernaum. But here's what I want you to know. And this is the passage that God gripped me with. Son, you want to move in authority and anointing, you want to move in power, then be like me in intimacy. And here was the word. I said, yes, Lord, when I drew that line across Tobacco Road behind my house that day. Verse 35. This is what, like, grabbed me. In the early morning, after all night ministry, Right? While it was still dark, Jesus rose, went out, and he departed to a lonely place. The night before was a crowded space, but this morning he's in a lonely place with the Father praying. Because Jesus understood that power manifesting through him came from his intimacy with the Father. Amen. Let's, let's go to Luke 5. Just a couple more passages real quick. Luke 5. Look at um, verse 15. Luke 5, 15. News, the news about Jesus was spreading further and great multitudes were gathered to hear him to be healed of their sicknesses. Look, when you know someone that's really, really sick, in a, almost in a state where they're not, you know, doctors can't do anything for them, and you hear there's a miracle worker, what do you do? I'm getting to the miracle worker, right? <laughs> My prayers haven't worked. The doctors haven't worked. 
But I'm getting to... They, they came to Jesus to hear from Him and to be healed of their diseases and sicknesses. And so this is what they did that day. They were, they were being healed of their sicknesses. But notice this interesting, verse 16. says, Jesus Himself would often slip away. Say that with me, slip away. Man, you could be in the middle of the crowds, in the middle of what God is doing, but he, he slipped away. He withdrew to lonely places to be with the Father. And when He slipped away, He slipped away to the wilderness, to a lonely place to pray, to be with the Father. Intimacy and power. Now look at verse 17. And this is, a, this is going to become a prayer for this body. I want to put it before you, if you would, by the grace of God, the help of the Holy Spirit, begin praying this daily for this body. Pray it over yourself. Pray it over your family. Pray it over people's church. Amen. Okay, here it is. And this is in link with ointment. Luke five seventeen Came about one day, Jesus was teaching, right? Authority to teach the Word. And there were some Pharisees, teachers of the law, sitting there. They had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem. Look at this. And the power of the Lord was present for him to perform healing. The power of the Lord. Which lets me know that the power of the Lord was not always present for Jesus to heal. Jesus didn't heal everybody. Reread John 5. Right? He healed one by that pool of Bethesda. One. He didn't empty the whole like ancient hospital that were going down to be healed when the angel came down and stirred the waters. Jesus healed one because he only did what he saw his father doing. And so here, the power of the Lord was present for Jesus to heal. He didn't just teach the Word. He moved in the power of the Spirit and he began healing many. The power of the Lord was present. Have you ever been in a meeting? Maybe your home, maybe a, 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 an event, maybe a church service, where it's just like, oh my God, the power of the Lord is present today to do something here. That's the kind of thing we're talking about. I see Miss Janice shaking her head. She's probably seen that numbers of times over the years as a pastor's wife. It's just odd to me, even like going back and forth to Romania a couple dozen times over the last 20-some years and watching, as it were, sometimes it seemed the power of the Lord would be more present there to do something for that people than I saw even manifest here at times. Maybe it's because they didn't have finances. Maybe it's because they couldn't get to the doctors and the nurses. Maybe it's because they couldn't afford medications. And here comes the power of God to heal their diseases and their sicknesses. But here's Jesus. says the power, here's his. Luke 5, 17. The power of the Lord was present for Jesus to perform healing. And I want us to begin to pray this, that God would come with ointment, He would come with the anointing of His Spirit with power, and He would come and increase God. We'll pray this even now. God, we ask You for an increase of Your mighty presence manifest at people's church, and we ask for Your miraculous power to manifest here regularly, Lord, 
alongside of the sound teaching of the Scriptures, alongside, God, of the teaching and preaching of the Gospel, alongside of the preaching of the blood of the Lamb and the partaking of the table of bread and juice. But, oh God, we desire Your mighty presence and Your miraculous power to come in this place, God. We ask, God, You said, my place ointment. God, we ask for a river of healing to begin to be released to this body and to those who will come in, Lord, to this body in weeks, months, and even years to come. We believe it, God. We trust You for it. We're going to pray to that end. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. In Jesus' name. I coined a phrase about three years ago, and it was in link with my place ointment. It was, if some of you remember, in the last couple of days, you probably have been watching ESPN, right? The sports channel. I think it's 206 on DirecTV, and Spectrum is channel 17. ESPH, because there's been some good college football the past two or three days. Sports Network. But I, I shifted that to ESPH. And here's what we're going to pray for. An increase and a release of emotional, spiritual, physical healings. God bring restoration to your people. Any of you need emotional healing and restoration? Tyler said it this morning when we were together earlier. He's like, man, we always need to visit that one because you know what? There's another storm and there's another person that has bitterness and there's somebody else that turned over, you know, my bowl of cereal this morning. There's always somebody, something else that's trying to stir up anger and bitterness and hurt and wounds inside of us. So we always are in need of emotional healing and restoration in our, in our emotions, in our minds. We need spiritual healing. We need spiritual restoration as well. Amen. We need the renewing of our minds and the renewing of our spirits regularly. This is what David cried out for in Psalm 51. But we also need physical healings, physical manifestations of the power of God to heal the body. I tell you, when God begins releasing healing to individuals emotionally, spiritually, and physically, and accompany that with miracles, I'm telling you, my place ointment, then we're going to begin to see an increase of people coming to this body because they're going to say this. It ain't about an elder. It's not about a deacon. It's nothing about the preacher. It wasn't about the music. God is in that house. Ointment. Come with your power, Lord. Come with your anointing, God, and increase your presence and your power in our midst, Lord. Amen. All right. Uh, Jeff, you want to come? I'm going to read one passage and, and I'll be done. 1 Corinthians 12. I said a lot and only went 30 minutes. Man, y'all ought to be thanking God for that miracle right there.
alongside of praying for Luke 5.17, that the power, the presence and the power of the Lord would be in our midst to heal God's people. And notice this, I'm not talking about just physical, I'm talking about emotional, spiritual, physical healings and restoration. Love God, restore people. When people begin to find restoration in this house, I'm telling you what, we may not be able to lock the doors to this church. And I'm going to tell you something, in my heart and mind, there's so many people that have been burned and burned out and hurt by church leadership. I've probably been on both ends of that spectrum. Unfortunately. But I will say this. Even those who've been hurt, those that have been wounded in churches in the past, and you know, I bet most of you can put on two hands people you know right now that are not in church. And they were in church for 30 years because they've been hurt by churches and church leadership. And that ain't right. You know, they're looking for a safe place. They're looking for a place to be healed. They're looking for a place where they can come under leadership, yes, but they can find a place to belong where they can have their wounds healed. Emotional, spiritual, physical healings bring restoration, Lord. 1 Corinthians 12. I'll read this, and then I'm going to pray, and we'll, we'll close with the song of worship and have an invitation this morning. We need to ask God for these gifts of the Spirit regularly. Because I'm going to tell you, again, Jesus did not just move in the authority of the Word. He moved in the anointing of the power of the Spirit. And we want to be a church where we want high exposition in the Scriptures, but we want high experiences in power. Both. Both, God. 1 Corinthians 12, 7. To each one of you, notice that, not to the elders, not to the preachers, to each one of you in the body. Listen, beloved, every one of you. None of us are exempt. We're all to be gathered around what Paul is saying. Every one of you. You who feel shame. You don't even you don't even feel like you're in the game. You feel like you sit to the sidelines. God is calling every one of us to each one of you. He didn't say the elders. The body to each one of you. First Corinthians twelve seven is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Verse eight. For to one is given the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge. Oh my, what would it be like to be like, have the, the wisdom of Solomon when a decision came in front of you in your family and you had the wisdom of Solomon of what to do that came by the Spirit of the Lord? I want that. Words of wisdom, words of knowledge by the Spirit. Verse 9. To another, faith. To another, look at this one, verse 9. Gifts of healings, plural, both. Gifts of healings. What if God anointed you, Ashley, with gifts of healings to minister where you are? Not just here, but what you do every day. 
and hospice. Gifts of healings, verse 10. And to another, effectings of miracles. You ever considered the difference between a healing and a miracle? Study that out from the Bible. We want both, as radio says. Healings and miracles increase, Lord. Verse 10. Prophecy. The gift of prophecy into another, distinguishings of spirits. What would it be like if someone comes in with a demon into this church and you discern by the Holy Spirit something's not right with that guy right there. Something's not right with that young girl right there. And by the distinguishing of spirits, you know what's going on. We ought to function like this regularly, beloved. All right. And to another, various kinds of tongues. And to another, interpretation of tongues. We're not scared of that. <laughs> we want all of it, Lord. Verse 11. One and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually just as He wills. Praise God. I don't even know how to give an invitation today. I know Tyler, bro, if you, you still sense that word, man, praise the Lord. We'll pray. Amen. Come on, man. Tyler had this, this thing sitting in his heart this morning. Here's what we want to do. If you, something stirring you this morning, and you just need to come pray, that's what this altar's for. Just come kneel down at the altar. But if you desire to be prayed for, prayed over, I want to invite you to sit on the front row. And I'll let Tyler bring that to a head with us. Amen. So it's a new year. I don't know about you guys, but some of us might need a fresh touch from God. Amen. Maybe your goal is that you, you want more passion for Jesus in 2022 than you had in 2021. I don't know about you guys. Have you ever heard the phrase, I'm on fire for Jesus? Amen. That's a great thing, right? You guys know the reality of fire is that it's always trying to go out. Anybody else know that? If you don't keep adding fire, a wood to the fire, it's going to go out. Guys, I don't know about you guys, but some of you may feel like your fire is going out. And you need a fresh touch from Jesus. You need a spark. Guys, we believe that our God is the one who comes and He gives fire in our hearts. He stirs us up with passion. He helps us. How about you guys? Sometimes I feel like my fire has dwindled. How about you guys? Have you ever been there? But we have a God who's gracious to come and He, he helps us tend to our fire. He helps add fuel. How about you guys? I just felt like today that somebody's in that place. Somebody needs a touch from Jesus. And we believe that He wants to give it. And so if you're in that place, we want to pray for you. You can pray where you are, but I'm just going to be honest with you guys. There's something about the laying on of hands. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you, a spark is transferable. Now, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, you've got to keep the fire going yourself. But a spark can come through prayer. And so we want to be those who lay hands and pray. And if you need a spark, let's pray for each other. Okay? Let's pray for each other. Hey, pray for me. I want more passion for Jesus. You want more passion. Let's pray for one another because God wants to come and stir us up. Guys, listen. God has good things for us in 2022. Amen? He has good plans. He has good things. But we want to be those who are stirred with passion to pursue Him, to be faithful to Him. Amen? So guys, we just open the altar. If you want to be prayed for, maybe you need a touch from Jesus, sit on the front row. If you want to bring something before God, bring it to the altar. Guys, but let's put our hearts before Him. Guys, even in a fresh way today, as we head into a new year, let's commit ourselves to Him. Amen? Jesus, we love You. We love You. We love You, God. And even as we head into 2022, God, we just submit ourselves to You. 
God, we ask that you come stir us with faith, stir us with passion, stir us with love for you. God, we just say yes again. We commit ourselves to be faithful to you, to follow you, to obey you as we move into a new year. Jesus, you are the one that we want. You are our desire, God. Jesus, we want to walk close to you. We want to know you. Oh, God, we want the anointing and the oil of God. But, Lord, we don't want it without knowing you and walking close to you. So, we want both this year, Jesus. Intimacy, your presence, and your power, God. Would you pour it out to us in Jesus' name? Amen.